What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day, and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. All right, Problematics, I am back. And let me tell you something. First things first, we are going through a change in the media landscape, the likes of which I don't think have been seen, honestly, since social media became a thing, you know, way back uh, in the between 20, 2005 and 2010 era. And I think that it's something that a lot of people are really not paying attention to. And I think it's something we should be talking about more and paying attention to more. And I'm going to explain to you why I think this. So first and foremost, I am a media guy. I am not necessarily the politics guy. Uh, I'm a political commentator by trade. I had a media career <clears throat> For over a decade before I sort of went viral and, and sort of got into the political world and started doing all of this stuff. Um, but media is a thing that I'm an expert in. I, you know, my political commentary and my thoughts about politics I, they tend to be very astute. They tend to be pretty much on point. And I've learned a lot about how that system works over the past five years and in being involved with the Trump campaign and, and having, you know, worked for Turning Point USA and and done all of this other stuff, I definitely have seen a side of politics that 95% of people really will not get to see. And it definitely informs what I think and, and how I think about these things. But first and foremost, the thing that I am an expert in is the media industry, having worked in it for the better part of 15 years at this point. And like I said, doing a decade in it before I even became a political commentator. So I was an ad exec on Madison Avenue and I did media buying and I did media sales and I did all of that other stuff. So what I'm about to tell you comes from a very, very informed place when it comes to this industry. 
Um, and it's going through a massive, massive shift right now. And there are a lot of things that are happening. But first and foremost, what we're seeing right now in the media space is a lot of these old mainstream media entities, a lot of the ones that used to have so much power from the Washington Post to the MSNBCs of the world to the CNNs of the world and even the NBC Newses of the world, we see their power and their influence on the decline. These, these outlets are really dying right in front of us. I was having a conversation with, with a friend uh, just a few days ago. And these outlets are dying right in front of us, okay? What we are seeing really is the last gasps of these outlets. And the reason that these outlets are dying are, are, are myriad, okay? These outlets are dying because nobody trusts them anymore. These outlets are dying because their audience is just getting old, and they are not really replacing an aging audience with a new younger audience, Everybody is on social media nowadays. We have so many different outlets like this podcast that you're listening to right now, which is a way that I can reach you problematics directly through your phone. You know, we problematics are, are small but mighty, and you know when there's a new podcast coming out because you get the notification um, in your phone, or maybe you see it on some of my other social media outlets. Um, we have, you know, social media. Uh, if you do not follow my Facebook page. I, I really highly recommend that you do. It's uh, Facebook uh, at Rob Smith Online. I do video content there. I do multiple videos every single day where the bulk of what I do on there is all of these sort of congressional videos where we, I take you guys into exactly what is going on in Congress uh, by reacting to these viral clips and these moments the likes of which you're not seeing these moments in mainstream media. There's so much information that is out there that people do not have access to. Because when you watch these cable news networks or these mainstream media outlets, you are given a very sanitized version of what is going on. And you are given things that are intended to incite and not inform. So everything is going through this massive, massive shift right now because nobody really trust these outlets and nobody is paying that much attention to them anymore. And one of the things that happened recently that I think is very, very fascinating, and I really want to delve into this, <clears throat> is the fact that the next uh, RNC debate, okay, the RNC primary debate uh, in the Republican Party, the next, the next RNC debate is December 6th. And the partners for this debate, and I was actually, you know, the media geek in me was very excited about this because this really does represent a sea change, not only in what media outlets are elevated, but also the RNC is finally starting to get the memo that perhaps you don't give all the access to outlets that hate you, that outlets uh, to outlets that seek to marginalize you, to outlets that seek to twist your message to their viewers, perhaps you may want to go to some conservative-leaning outlets, some outlets that may at least give you a fair shot, um, or maybe some outlets that actually work very hard to be non-biased and non-partisan. So the partners for the next debate that are coming out um, are the Washington Free Beacon, Rumble, which is the live-streaming partner, Megan Kelly, who is going to, who's one of my, Megan Kelly's done this podcast before. She is my absolute favorite journalist that is out there. She's my favorite media personality that's out there. And I've said this before. I think I've told Megan this. Um, also, News Nation. 
Now, News Nation, I will say, I, uh, I've watched News Nation before. It is boring to me, but it is boring precisely because they are trying to be nonpartisan. They're trying to be very fact-based, and I respect that as a journalistic outlet that News Nation is trying to pick up where all of these outlets ha- have left off, and all of these outlets have very, very, very much damaged their credibility during the Trump era. You know, I came into the political commentary realm during the Trump era. It was 2018 when everything started happening for me on social media. And a part of this is because I was a Columbia University educated and trained journalist. I had worked in journalism for years in many mainstream outlets from NBC News to CNN to Yahoo News. I'd done, I'd done everything in there. And what I started seeing from these outlets that I had once trusted and I once thought that people that worked in mainstream outlets and and journalists and all that other stuff, I thought that they really did have the best intentions of the public at heart. This was my naivete at the time, particularly when I was working for these outlets. And when I found out, what I found out, what I discovered in 2018 is that these people are liars that they lie and they misrepresent things that do not suit their ideological agenda. And Trump was just the easiest way for them to sort of peddle these lies to the American public. And when I put my journalistic hat on and I started seeing that there was this thing that would happen during the Trump administration, during the Trump era, and this is what would happen, okay? Some little piece or some quote that that Trump said, some little soundbite from a speech that he'd given or something else would be completely and totally misrepresented by the social media team for some mainstream media outlet. Let's just say it's NBC News. So they would completely misrepresent this. And then everybody would just go with it, okay? And people would just actually lie. And so many people would go with the lie. And the lie would travel all around the world. And so many people had repeated this, okay, that people would just believe it. So people believe the lie. To this day, and the most perfect example of this is the very fine people smear. The idea that at Charlottesville, Trump said that there were very fine people on both sides, quote unquote, when he was referencing uh, the neo-Nazis that had showed up at Charlottesville. Now, anybody that had done their due diligence and looked at the full context of those comments knows that immediately after the both sides comment, he says, and not the neo-Nazis, which I think are, and I'm paraphrasing here, scumbags, whatever. Everybody knows immediately, if you bothered to pay attention to this, everybody knows that that's what he said. If you did not bother to, to really pay attention to the context of the comments, and you allowed CNN or MSNBC or NBC News or whoever to guide your understanding of these comments, you would think that Trump called neo-Nazis very fine people, which absolutely did not happen. And this is only the most egregious example of this. This happened hundreds of very small different ways while Trump was in office, right? And so what that boils down to is now people do not trust this stuff. And I gained my entire platform in 2018 when I started speaking out on Twitter and I started saying, no, you know, we can't like this is this is false. This stuff is just not real. So fast forward to five years later, nobody trusts these outlets. We saw how CNN operated under the Trump era 
And now that CNN is trying to pretend to be non non-biased and you've got Abby Phillip over there trying to pretend to be a new a real journalist again you know it's very like she's struggling when you watch her there on camera she's struggling hard because she's a democrat and she's a liberal and she wants so badly to be free to be the democrat and liberal that she is on camera but she cannot do this because CNN has to spend the next 25 years while they're dying trying to pretend to be a journalism outlet Okay, so now, and this is back to the RNC, what the RNC is doing. So now, the RNC has finally figured out that maybe they should not partner with news outlets that hate them and that will attack them and that will send their journalists, alleged journalists, as attack dogs. Maybe the RNC shouldn't be giving um, attention to Lester Holt or Kristen Welker or whoever that is asking these questions, right? So now we've got News Nation and we've got Megyn Kelly and we've got this editor-in-chief of the Washington Free Beacon and these are going to be the people that moderate this debate. Oh, now look, it turns out that the mainstream media outlets do not like this. CNN reporter Oliver Darcy has accused NBC of Basically, well, this was, uh, excuse me, and I'm going to just back up a little bit here. When NBC partnered with Salem Radio, which is a conservative outlet, and Rumble for live stream, which is another conservative outlet, now NBC was helping to elevate and normalize far-right outlets. Okay, this is what the mainstream media does. Now that there are actual conservative media outlets that are saying, yes, we're conservative, we're right-leaning, but we are literally going to play it straight. I don't think it's a secret that Megyn Kelly leans a little bit more to the right, all right? She worked on Fox News for years, he listened to her stuff. Um, this is center-right leaning independent. We'll just be generous and say that. But now, all these media people are now upset that they don't corner the market on information anymore. You know, Alex Jones had it right when he said that this is about information. Because now, you know, and, and we'll get into what they're doing with, with Twitter and Elon um, after the break. So now these people are basically saying that any media outlet that is not us is now far right. Okay, and you guys are normalizing these outlets, uh, RNC, by partnering with them to host your debates. No, what you should really do, says CNN, quote unquote, media reporter Oliver Darcy, is that you should continue to work with people like us. You should continue to work with CNN and continue to work with MSNBC and continue to work with NBC News and continue to work with all of these outlets who, as Vivek so succinctly um, and directly called them out to their faces at the last debate, these are the people who helped push Russian collusion delusion for years. All of that stuff is false. These are the people who peddled every single lie they could find about Trump when Trump was president. These are the people who do this. And so somebody at the RNC finally has figured out that maybe we need to cut off access to our candidates and access to our debates to these people. 
who do not share your values, who are not going to give any of these Republicans a fair shake, and who, by the way, when you've got NBC News hosting um, a, a Republican national debate, you've got MSNBC, which is basically at this point a propaganda arm of the DNC. Nobody takes it seriously, okay? Now, the argument can be made, if you want to bring up Fox News, of which I still appear on fairly frequently, if you want to bring up Fox News, um, the argument can be made that, yes, Fox News is definitely conservative-leaning, but I will make the argument, as somebody that is a trained journalist and does appear on Fox News, generally only day side, because prime time is when you know, all the prime time is when all of the stuff that is not particularly news starts happening on all of these networks. I stick to day side because I stick to facts. I will give my opinion and my commentary, but you know, we do news during the day. The nighttime is when they do all their other stuff. But I say all this to say that I don't even think, you know, as much as the left tries to demonize Fox News, I don't think Fox, I don't think Fox ever was as much as a propaganda arm for the Republican Party uh, as MSNBC is for Democrats. MSNBC doesn't even do news. It is nonstop propaganda day in, day out, all day. So you have an outlet like NBC News, of which MSNBC is an outlet of, what's to think that their editorial direction is not to catch some Republicans in a bad moment? That then again, the MSNBC people can catch, chop up, and spread out to their super far left base. And I say all this to say that the media industry and the media field right now and where people get their information is also hopelessly biased, okay? That it's becoming the job of the consumer, the job of the people that consume this stuff, is that you have to know where the bias is coming from. If you go to Rob Smith's Facebook page, you know you're going to be seeing things that have a conservative bias. I do not pretend that I do not have a conservative bias, okay? But everything that you see on that page, on my personal pages, comes from Congress. And everything that is coming from Congress, if I'm doing a congressional reaction video, these are things that are in the public record. This is news. And I am giving my spin, my analysis, my right-leaning, admittedly, take on what is actually happening. And at this point, as consumers of media, whether you're listening to me, whether you listen to Megyn Kelly, whether you listen to Sean Hannity, whatever, now we have to be smarter about the bias that is coming from the things that we are consuming. That is what I think. So yeah, come to Rob Smith's Facebook page, get Rob Smith's sassy Congress takes, okay? But then again, go get, go put it into context and get yourself the real facts that are that that back that stuff up. That is my advice to you. But what we're seeing right now is a fundamental shift in media, the fundamental shift in how it's consumed. And we are seeing, like I said, we are the, we are seeing the death of mainstream media. This it is circling the drain. Had a conversation with my business partner today over you know, a couple of, of of new platforms that I'm developing and launching and all that other stuff. Over the next ten years. 
I mean, things have shifted drastically even in the past five years. Some people saw that everything was going online quicker than I did. Granted, I'm late to the game on this because as somebody that worked in media for so long, you could have told me a year and a half ago that there was a better place for me. Like, I'm going to go full time at Fox. I'm going to be doing all that, et cetera, et cetera. I get it now. That stuff, the MSNBCs and the CNNs and the mainstream medias and all that stuff of the world, I'm telling you guys, that is the past. That is the past. People do not trust it. People do not consume it. The audience is aging out of it. They are not building an audience to replace the older audience, and they are going to podcasting. They are going to social media. Um, they're going everywhere else. And speaking of social media, X Twitter, now owned by Elon Musk, is under one of the biggest attacks I think on free speech that we've seen. And I'm going to break all that down for you after the break. All right, guys, let's talk about X. Let's talk about Twitter. There is something very interesting that is happening on Twitter right now. And what is going on right now is this. And let's just let's just give you some context in case you don't follow this very closely. Everybody knows that Elon bought Twitter, okay? And what we all know is a fact at this point that very high-level Democrats in Washington, D.C. and people on the left were colluding with Twitter's old executives to suppress the speech of conservatives and to suppress actual news and facts that made Democrats look bad. This is a fact. These are not my opinions. The Hunter Biden laptop story, which was broken by the New York Post, which Democrats colluded with the people that ran Twitter to kick New York Post off of Twitter and to censor that story uh, within weeks of a presidential election. Do I believe that that was election interference? Absolutely. This is what happened. We now know this to be true because Elon Musk uh, partnered with, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, he was like, people need to trust this place. And so he leaked the Twitter files, okay? He used Matt Taibbi to do this, an actual journalist to do this. And now the leftists came after Taibbi as well because Taibbi must have missed the memo that journalism in the way that they see it is doing the bidding of the Democrat Party and not what is the fundamental um, definition of journalism, which is what I think it is uncovering what un what powerful people do not want uncovered. That is journalism through and through. That is what happened with the leak of the Twitter files. That is why Elon Musk bought X. Elon, Elon Musk bought Twitter, now X, because he believes in free speech. He's a free speech absolutist, and he believes that Freedom of speech on X is one of the most important things in, in the world right now. And I absolutely believe that to be true. Now, he is now a target of the left. These are information wars. The left is now involved in this campaign to delegitimize X. They want to delegitimize this because now they do not control it. Now they do not control the flow of information. They thought they were going to make Threads the new X. Threads is not and will never be the new X. Threads is a disaster. It's just nobody's on it. Nobody's there. I have a Threads account, I guess. I don't know. Nobody's there. Who cares? People are still on Twitter on X. So now 
we've seen all this sort of propaganda start coming up over the past ever since elon bought x all of a sudden it's oh it's a sex bowl of hatred oh and all these left-leaning places oh we can't be on twitter we can't be on x anymore it's anti-semitic blah 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 so now media matters media matters of media matters of america this is basically a far left advocacy organization that has for years basically they exist to get advert to scare advertisers away from certain platforms they basically got fox news to the point where fox news can't really get any blue chip advertisers and look media matters has been working on fox for decades at this point to get to the point where they've demonized fox now they're trying to demonize x and now apparently they published an investigation that said that major advertisers had their ads shown along white supremacist content. Now, major companies, including IBM, Lionsgate, Paramount, Apple, and Disney, said that they are leaving X. The EU is also ha- halting advertising. Okay? This is what Media Matters does. This is what they do. They want to drain the money now. They want to delegitimize this platform that they now do not control, and they want to drain the money from it. This is a tactic. This is a tactic that they have used in some capacity with Fox. Fox is so big, and Fox gets advertisers, and a lot of advertisers will only advertise on Fox during the day. They will not advertise prime time. Fox still makes a lot of money. Fox has the highest viewership, et cetera, et cetera. So now, Elon Musk has said the split-second court opens. X-Corp will be filing a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters and all those who colluded in this fraudulent attack on our company. This is what Elon Musk says. The Media Matters report completely misrepresented the real user experience on the platform in an attempt to mislead advertisers. This is what X says. This is their internal back-end investigation as to exactly what they did to compile this report. They are saying that the group's reporters curated an account to view white supremacist content and, quote, repeatedly refreshed their feeds to find rare instances of ads next to the content. Musk's post added that of the 5.5 billion ad impressions on the site daily, just 50 were, just 50 out of 5.5 billion impressions were on the specific pieces of content highlighted by Media Matters in their report. Okay? So basically what you have is very well-funded organizations that are funded by the left, have been funded by the left for years that are intended to target places that the left doesn't control. They did it with Fox. Uh, Media Matters has done this with other places. I think that I have been written up on Media Matters before for, you know, saying naughty things on Fox News, which cost me, you know, appearing on a a specific show um, on, on that network. This is what these people do, okay? So now, this is from The Hill. X has struggled for months with revenue after half the company's top advertisers left following Musk's takeover in late 2022. Advertisers have been wary of the platform since he loosened content restrictions, opened the door for more hateful content on the platform. And this is editorializing from The Hill, right? And again, even when you read this stuff, so there's so many people editorializing. There are very, 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 very few places 
where you can go right now to get just the news. Nobody's opinion, nobody's editorializing, nobody's anything, just the facts. There are very few places you can go to get that nowadays. And I bring up the Elon X situation because what we are seeing right now, what we are seeing right now is a battle for control of information, okay? Google, um, which is the biggest search engine in the world, right? Google, um, Google halts certain search results. Google controls what people can or can't search on Google. You've got these social media platforms. Facebook and YouTube, I run it, like I said, I had a Facebook page with over 500,000 followers. I put content on there every single day. Facebook is an income-generating activity, um, an income-generating property for a lot of individual content creators. And I know for a fact that if I engage in certain issues and certain specific pieces of content on that Facebook page, it will get flagged, it will attract the bots, they will report that page, they will shut it down. Not necessarily Facebook, but if it gets flagged for specific content, it will get shut down, which is why I only do specific things on that page. Same thing with YouTube. The only place on the entirety of the internet that I can actually go and delve into certain topics that I will not touch on YouTube or Facebook is X, Twitter, okay? That's the only place. And that is the sad state of affairs we're in. And granted, I can't even blame the left. The left and Democrats play to win. They get on these platforms immediately. Okay? Republicans and conservatives are always 20, 25 years late to the game, which is why they lose. I think that conservatism and in, in right-leaning thought and all that stuff, I, I believe that it's winning the cultural battle right now. I think that the ideas are winning, but it's David against Goliath. You're up against well-funded, very, very interconnected network of people on the left that, that seek to shut down free speech. And that's where we're at right now. I think that with these Elon Musk Twitter lawsuits, and this is the thing as well, people have had to start becoming very litigious when it comes to this stuff, all right? And I even think to Turning Point USA, which has had to send cease and desist letters from the, to The View multiple times when Turning Point USA is referred to as a white supremacist organization or something like that. They'll stick them lawyers on them. And they and those and those lawyers will have those hosts that say these things. They have to read a disclaimer. The only way that you can stop this stuff is you have to. Somebody has to be made an example out of. And media matters needs to be made an example out of. And the lawsuit has to be done. And apparently, uh, one some Republican attorney general is investigating that organization as well. This is the only way that you can fight these battles. It's the only way that it works. <clears throat> you, have to get, you have to get people too afraid to publish nonsense. Because Media Matters is not a journalistic outlet. This, isn't, this is a far-left advocacy organization. Those people have published lies about me. Okay? These people have published lies about basically anybody who engages in right-of-center thought publicly. And I hope that Elon Musk's thermonuclear lawsuit is effective. 
And so what we're seeing problematics is we're seeing a massive, massive shift in information. And where I see everything going over the next 10 years, and it's already started, it's just the people that are the most successful right now in terms of personalities are the ones who got the memo, I would say, right after 2020, they got it. They got it. So you look at, you know, the Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro's, Charlie Kirk's, Benny Johnson's, you know, people that have massive platforms right now. They understood intrinsically something that it took me a little bit longer to figure out, which is that mainstream media is over. It is dying. These platforms and these outlets are dying before our very eyes. You can't trust it. I can't trust it. In the future is this. The future is social media. The future is your phone. The future is you trusting people like me and engaging in my content. Because no matter what, you know, somebody, no matter what media matters reports about me or no matter what trolls say about me on the internet or whatever, you're going to be like, look, that Rob guy, I trust him. I know he's conservative, but I also know that he doesn't blow smoke up my butt. I know that he doesn't tell me lies. I know that his commentary and his opinion is fact-based. It's all rooted in fact. All of my content, all of my commentary, it's all fact-based. And the culture stuff, do I have some ideas about culture? Absolutely. But when I'm telling you about what goes on in D.C., when I'm telling you about things that go on in Congress, uh, when I'm telling you about all of this stuff, it is all rooted in fact. So in the future... It's not going to be the Fox Newses of the world. It's not going to be the MSNBCs of the world. It's not going to be the CNNs of the world. Uh, it's not going to be the Newsmaxes of the world. It's going to be, wow, you know what? I follow Megan, Megan Kelly. I trust Megan Kelly. I trust Candace Owens. I trust Rob Smith. I trust Ben Shapiro. I trust whoever. And it's very interesting to me as I wrap this up, Problematics, and this is a bit of a ramble. And it's very interesting to me that there are very, very, very few what we now know to be political influencers really on the left. There are very, very few of them that really, really own and control their own platforms. And I think it is because liberals have gotten so lazy and so complacent. Uh, they're, They're dependent on censorship. They're dependent on their mainstream propaganda outlets. They're dependent on you know, the uh, propaganda puppets of Hollywood and the entertainment industry to to put their messaging out there. But conservatives, right of center people, you know, all we have is is, is our people, um, is our influencers, our ones that we go to. And I don't take that lightly. And uh, if you've been listening to this, I appreciate it. And I need you to know that this can, this will always be a place where you can come to for commentary and analysis that is fact-based, not fiction. All right, Problematics, as always, thank you so much for joining me. You can find Can't Cancel Rob Smith every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.